0: they've grown. But, so we'll get into that. If if you've got a Bible, we're going to go to the book of Luke, and we're going to look at chapter 7 and verses 18 to 23. I'm going to say it again. The book of Luke, chapter 7, um, verses 18 to 23. And so for church this year, what is the theme? Supernatural. And this month's theme is? Supernatural warfare. Correct, Amy. And tonight is? Meme night. And so we're going to be linking all that together. We're going to be talking about supernatural, supernatural warfare, meme night, mix it together and have a move of God. Who believes God can speak to us today powerfully? I do. Just some context before we believe. Who's heard of someone called John the Baptist? There's quite a few Johns in the Bible. There's another John who's heard of the Bible book, John. There's that John and that John's wrote John 1, John 2, John 3, and I'm pretty sure Revelation. But we're talking about John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist was a guy that baptized Jesus. And then if we've heard Sam Long preach, at, I think it was here last year for the Wild One thing, he preached on John the Baptist and he was one that has a camel hair and ate locusts and all those cool things. So that's John the Baptist, so that's who we're talking about. And then there's a word there called Messiah. Everyone say Messiah. Messiah. So that's not Mufasa Simba's dad. Messiah is, means a promised deliverer, so a saviour of humanity or one who is anointed by God to deliver his people and establish his kingdom. So that's what Messiah means. So now we're going to read the Bible, because that's always a great start. Who believes that? Yep, so we're going to read it. Verses 18, so it says, Jesus and John the Baptist. Then the disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, um, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits. And restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told uh, John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the death hear, and the dead are raised to life. And the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's alive, it is powerful, and it can change us and make us to be the best we can. And Jesus, we thank you that you've set up at your kingdom, that you are our Messiah, and that we can leave this place ready to have an impact in Port Lincoln, in this community, to see your kingdom established on earth. And everyone said, Amen. All right, let's look at what we're wanting to share. So there's a quote. I'm sure you may have heard of it, but who's heard of a bloke called Francis of Assisi? Not a, like not a sissy, is in he's like a girl, like... Ah, That's like apparently a place where he comes from. But apparently this quote I'm going to say, I'm sure you've heard of it, but he's never actually said it, but it's basically kind of what he used to say. So they've sort of made this quote up. But it's this. Preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words. Who's heard that before? I'm going to say it again. Preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. So apparently that Francis never technically said that exactly, but this quote's often is quoted from him. But so what that is saying is that we can preach the gospel without talking. So technically you might say, Well, Josh, you're preaching the microphone like with a microphone right now. Correct. But we can live a life that is preaching without actually having to talk. So it's meaning, are you generous? Like, do you preach the gospel with your generosity or you're some stingy, scabby, like, oh, let's go to Maccas if you're paying. Like, uh, it, or, or you go, you know what, like come to Macri's thing, I'm going to pay you. You're preaching the gospel there because you're bringing, like, freedom to someone without actually even using your mouth. So many things. Th- there's that, that person that's isolated at school. You see them go, you know what, hey, come on, Mariah, be my buddy. You didn't, have, y- yes, you said, hey, come be my buddy. Yes, yeah, so you're talking. But you're not preaching like, hey, everyone, you should make them your friend. No, you're just doing it because you're preaching the gospel with your actions. So that's what that is saying. And so there's a meme that's going to go on the screen. Thank you, Pete. Da-da-da-da. Boom. And so there's a meme here, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use memes. Come on, somebody. Uh, m- mum tagged me in this thing the other day, my mum, and it was like, um, looking at Christian memes doesn't do, isn't the same as doing a daily devotion. I'm like, spewing, because like he knows, like, yeah, they're pretty good. But so yeah, but preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use memes. So today we're going to be preaching through memes, and so that should be pretty good, but Before we go to the next one, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, it is living by God's power. And so we've got to understand that, that yes, sometimes to preach we've got to use our mouth, but more importantly, it's not about all our talk, because we can talk everything good. So we can be like, oh yes, I believe in tithing. Oh yes, I believe in the the supernatural power of God. I believe in speaking tongues. Or I believe in inviting my friends to youth. We can talk it, but there's a difference between talking it and living it. And so we've got to get to a place where we go, you know, 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 4.20, we apply that. This kingdom, this youth ministry isn't a lot of talk. We are a place where we are living by God's power and going, God, we're going to see my friend that doesn't know Jesus come to Jesus because we're living by God's power, not by our talk. So we've got to believe that. So then the next meme, this is our focus, if it's going to be on the screen, and it says this, Jesus was here. Hashtag enough said. But obviously for those on the podcast, we see there's crutches in a bin and obviously, the only possible ex, um, explanation is that Jesus was here. Um, and so, enough said. That's enough said. And so, we read. We just read about John the Baptist was in a position where he was confused whether Jesus truly was the Messiah. And he goes, "Well, is he?" And then uh, Jesus talks about the miracles, and his disciples saw the things that was happening. There was lame people walking in. So there was literally people with crutches. Well, I don't know if they used crutches back in Jesus' day, but the equivalent, they're using their crutches and going, you know what, we don't need this anymore. Bin they go, because we've been set free. We can actually walk now, because God's healed us with our, His power. <coughs> wow, I nearly just died. I didn't even need any chicken nuggets. <laughs> but, but we see, so Jesus was here, and so we've got to understand that where Jesus goes, freedom follows, as Pastor Rob was talking about this morning, and we've got to believe in we God is here, and we can see Him uh, do miracles in our life today and so crutches belong in the bin for the healthy if we're healthy and functioning we don't need crutches they belong in the bin and it's the same with so many so many other things so if we are living by god's power We should have full bins. So if there's empty bins in your life as such at the moment, we've got to go, no, this thing's empty, but it's got to get full because there's things in my life that I'm holding on to that I'm using and relying on which aren't meant for me to rely on. So if you're taking notes, the title of this message is, Take Out the Trash. Can you poke the person beside you and tell them, take out the trash? Take out the trash. And so obviously trash is all the things that we're holding on to, the crutches and the things that we don't need when Jesus comes in and fixes us up. So supernatural warfare... I preached at the start of the month at church, and we looked at the battle lines, which were found in John 10.10, 10, right? And it said this, that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, who like Jesus' purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And so that's the battlegrounds. We've got to understand that the thief, the enemy, the Satan, devil, whatever we want to call him, he's under our feet. We're start singing a song but comes to wreck our lives. That's what we're going to understand in supernatural warfare. The enemy comes to wreck our lives. But then, and if we read the book of Job, Pete shared about that in the 180 last week. His life got wrecked by the enemy. Um, even, the, I think, last time I preached, we spoke about squad goals part three, and, we, and I spoke on Job's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Who remembers that? Yep. And we looked at, um, there was a, uh, the big bad wolf and the three little pigs situation where it's like, you know how the wolf huff and he puffs and he blows the house down? Who knows what I'm talking about? And that, But technically, it wasn't the three little pigs. It was actually his kids and it was not a wolf but it was a big wind that the enemy, like Satan produced and then the wall came tumbling, came tumbling down. And so, we got to understand, and so we see that first and we see all these things like these messages came one after another and said, Job, this has just happened. Job, that's just happened. And it's just like, the worst possible day ever, and then then the next thing we looked at about it said he was unrecognisable because of his boils. Then we watched some Doctor Pimple Popper to get an idea of what he looked like, and we saw that big udder on his back. Everyone remembers he had that big udder, and it's like if I had udders all over my back because of boils, I think I'd be pretty unrecognisable as well. But we see that that Job, and if you, I encourage you to read the Book of Job, or it's spelled Job, you'll see this situation with this guy. <coughs> Was messed up by the enemy, and but what we looked about in that message was a squad went to comfort him, and so we realized that we as one youth, we are a squad, and who's our job? Who do we have to go and comfort? But back to, back to John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We see that the thief wanted to ruin Job's life, but then. What happens is that we see in John ten ten, Jesus says, but I've come to give you a rich and satisfying life. Jesus has come to give us the best life, to enjoy life. Then when we look back to Job, it says at the end that God restored his life and he got double what he had in the first place. So yes, the enemy came and wrecked things, but he went, you know what? I don't believe for the enemy. I believe for God and his purposes for my life. And he got double for all the pain and hurt that he went through. And so we've got to understand that. And who was here for Matt Garner? How powerful was that? So brilliant. And we remember he was here somewhere standing on crates and it said, law and works. Who remembers that? He stood on the crates, law and works. And we had on that screen there all these things about heaven. So it had like peace and... All the other things that heaven represents, and it says that when we try to stand on the law and works of our salvation, we can't reach heaven. Like we couldn't do it. So Jesus came, died on the cross, is what Matt shared about, and allowed us to have access to heaven. And then Torian remembers this, and so. Jesus on the cross brought heaven to us. So now, where we walk, we bring Jesus, and we are the breakthrough. And so we saw he had all these pieces of paper, and Chloe bowed was over on the side, and she was a breakthrough for someone holding that piece of paper. But we got to understand and to remember this: that one up is that we hold breakthroughs for people. So. Before, we couldn't reach the kingdom of heaven. Well, now Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven to us, and we bring the kingdom of heaven to everybody else around us. And so we've got to understand that that where we go, we bring Jesus, and so we are the breakthrough. (coughs) Sorry. And so then Mark 16, 17 to 18 says this. These miraculous signs will accompany, can someone say follow? follow? Follow. So accompany means follow those who believe they will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages they will be able to handle snakes with safety and if they drink anything poisonous it won't hurt them they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed and so that to me is so powerful and so you know what you got to understand those things should follow you these sorts of things should be the reflection of your life because if Jesus is within your life and we read about the start where in in the book of Luke there where Jesus went there was healings. Where Jesus went, illnesses didn't belong there anymore. Where Jesus went, demons fled because he brought freedom in those situations. And we've got to say, well, Jesus, if you're in my life, you, you're with me. And where I go, things should go. Things should change. So I'm going to bring out a bit of a, this is my favorite part of the message. Thank you, Sean. He inspired me last week with his illustration. So we got here, we got um, words and we got a trash can if we're Americans or a bin. Boom, all right. So we can often pray prayers like this. God, my school has, insert the issue. So my school is lazy. My school is full of conspiracy theories. My sporting team is full of addictions. My family is full of loneliness. My, my, my family is full of depression. What, whatever the thing is in your life, you can insert this. My workplace has gossip. My, my, my friends are liars. Uh, uh, my friends, are, whatever the allergies, whatever the things are there, sickness, we can say, you know, we can pray those things, God, this, that. And, but God's like, yeah, that's true. But that's why you're there. So, Sean, you might have those things in your circumstance, but you don't need an answer from God. You are the answer of God. Or Noah... Alana, Emily, Piper, Maddie, all of us. We've got to understand that, yeah, we, God, we can often pray to God, and I believe God does a shift, but I sometimes believe that God's actually waiting for you to step out and bring the kingdom into that situation. So whether it's sickness, loneliness, you've got to be the one that goes there and go, rather than go, oh, God, I just pray that my person that's sick. No, he's saying, you know what, you've got to go over to that person and lay your hands on them and pray for them because you have the, the, the kingdom within inside of you. Does someone believe this? Yes, thank you, Sean. And so you're the one that needs to stand up and see it changed. We've got to understand that. Yeah, come on, Sean. And so it, uh, if you're in your school, Jesus is in your school. If Jesus saw miracles, you should see miracles. So Peter's going to play a song right now, and we're done, and I'm going to pray. But what we're going to do is we're going to do something fun, hopefully. And so we've got the trash bin, and what we're going to do is there might be one of these words that... You you see, you might say, I see sickness in my family. I see loneliness in my school. And we're going to prophetically declare. So I'm going to take one for me. I'm going to say, excuses. I hate excuses. So we're going to prophetically go, you know what? This excuses, this belongs in the bin. There it goes. And so what we're going to do is this is going to be a step out thing. But I believe prophetically that we're going to go, you know what? We see these lies. We see these things where Jesus... They don't belong in society. Just like the crutches belong the bin, Jesus was here. Where you go, you bring Jesus, and those things have to go. So we're going to prophetically believe now in faith, that in the book of Hebrews it says, faith is a substance for things hoped for not yet seen. And so we might not yet see the uh, no loneliness. We may not yet see no allergies. We may not yet see no sickness, no lying, depression, all of those things, no fear. But we believe that we're going to prophetically go, you know what? Fear doesn't belong in my school. We're putting that in the bin now. And so what we're going to do is Pete's going to play a song before just before I pray after I pray. And if you believe step up and be bolder, you know what that song plays? I'm chucking one of those things out because I'm going to be the person that sees that gone in my area. Cool. So if we want to stand up, I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, right now, burn in our hearts a passion to see Your kingdom on earth. And God, we don't just want to pray prayers that that are just useless. We want to pray prayers that You equip us to be the answer of our prayers. And so we we pray for these things: depression, lying, sickness allergies, addictions, loneliness, depression, conspiracy theories, all of these other things, God, that, are, that I might have missed, God, excuses. We pray and believe that we can be the answer in our school, in our sporting team, in our family. And as we de- prophetically declare and grab that thing and trash it in the bin, God, we pr- believe a we'll breakthrough in those areas where we can truly see the mean that Jesus was here and because you are the answer. Amen.